God bless you. You're welcome back to church. The greatest place to be is in church at this time. But the world is not offering us peace. And is not offering us hope. If you are not very grounded in God, you open your ears into what is happening in the world. Fear may have a place in your heart. But we have our confidence in Christ. That it doesn't matter what happens, we have a hope, and that hope is in Christ. And God that we serve is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what? All that we can what? Whatever comes into your mind, your heart, God can do far more than that. Amen. So, we are here once again to serve the Lord and to hear what God is saying. Last week, I started, God placed certain things on my heart and I quoted that scripture, the three most important things in your life and on every year. And that could be found where? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. It talks about three, he said, and now abide what? Abide what? What lives with us here is what? Faith. Hope. And what? Love. I started from the end with what? Love. But love is very, very vital. My definition of love is a person. God, the scripture says that God is love. He didn't even say God has love. He said, if you want to find God, you must look for love. So wherever God's presence is, love comes out. But we have different definition for love to the human mind. And love have different faces. Sometimes love can be tough. Tough love. When a father discipline a son because he want the son to be somebody in future, at that moment, the son will not see it as what? As love. Will he? When you didn't want to go to school, and your parent will wake you up and make sure that you went to school, you come back home, you want to play, 
and your parents want you to do your homework, do you see it as love? So love has different faces, but love ends well for the person who is receiving it. At the end, what you receive is good things. Let me read 1 John 4, verse 7. I will quote some few scriptures there. Beloved, let us do what? Let us do what? Love one another. For love is of what? Of God. And everyone who loves is what? So if you want to know that you are born of God, what is the sign that we can use to know you are born of God? So it is not your mouth that you will say, I am born again. No. It's a fruit that comes out of born again, the new birth, is love. The product, what makes you, what makes people see that you are really born again is what? The fruit of love must be seen when someone is a child of God. One of the things you can see from a child of God is a sincere love, is a godly love, is a genuine love. Let me continue to verse 8. Beloved, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows who. So you cannot tell me you know God. It doesn't matter how many scriptures you know. It doesn't matter whether you can preach like Paul. It doesn't matter whether you go to church 100 times a week. What makes you go to church must be love for God. But some people have reasons for going to church. They want to come to church to go and find their partners. They want to go to church to go and find friends. Some want to come to church to have business partners. It's not bad. Finding a partner is not bad, but that is not the primary reason why you should go to church. When there is lack of love, that is where there is discrimination in a church. That is when somebody thinks, I am I'm empty. I am a minister. So you are not fit to sit by me. Who told you? Carry your post to your office. But the moment you enter into the house of God, you are called a son. And the other one by you is a son. And you all have equal right before your father. Once you understand this, then serving in the house of God will not be very difficult for you when you have a position. Well, as if you come with your position, 
it will be difficult for you to become an usher if you are a minister of state or if you are a medical officer, if you are an engineer. But if you come as a son to the house of God, you know you are in your father's house and you want to serve in your father's house. So you forget about whatever titles you hold and come before a God. Humble yourself so that you can be blessed. I hope you're getting me. If you don't have love, you don't know God. Knowing God is not how you rattle him. Some people can just learn about God. I know I knew some friends some years back. They can say they know almost every area of America, but they've never stepped there. They can lecture you. And most of your lecturers that taught you geography, they taught you geography, North America, everything, and as if they know the river Mississippi. They've never traveled before. They don't even have passport. Oh? Yes, they know about that place, but they don't know the place. You can know about God, but you may not know God. Anyone for me, it is your love first for God and love second for the brethren and love third for the world. That makes me know you know God. Do we really know God? If we really know God, any position they put us will function well. That's the reason why we have many people going to church, but the nation is the same. We know about God, but we haven't had a personal knowledge like this. If you have love for God, and they put you in a position, nobody may see you, but God sees you. So you are responsible to God first. What you do in darkness that nobody will see, you won't do it because you know that God is there. If I know I take a decision and it will affect my brother, for instance, if I love you, if I love God, and I know God, that God knows me, I will never change a figure and add zero. (laughs) You may not see it, but if I know God, who sees in secret and knows my heart and knows my mind and knows me very well and I love him, I will never, never do that because he's standing with me. The reason why we do certain things is because we don't know God. If you know God, crises are coming. Situations are going bad in the entire world and especially greatly in your place. 
you will still have hope in God. Yes. That when there is hopeless situation, God has the ability to set in and to bring help. Your security faith is not in the economy of Ghana. But your security and faith is in God. Even though the economy of Ghana affects you. Nothing might have changed. Your salary may not change, but your faith will still stand. Anyone who does not love, do not know God. And God wants us to know him. And the Bible says that, I love it. They that know their God. They that know their God. What would they do? First, they would be what? Strong. They that love God, the love of God brings divine strength. And not only strength, you shall also do what? Exploit. The one that do not love, do not know their God. No wonder Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego. They know their God. And when the king said, if you do not bow, I will burn you. He said, oh king. The king gave them a chance to go and think about it while the fire was there. He said, you have seen this fire heated seven times, so go and think. Oh, Shedda, Mesha, Abednego, answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. I am not going to sit down and think, should I bow or not? We have the answer already. Look at what he told them. I love this gentleman. If that is the case that you will burn us, our God, whom one we serve, is what? He has the ability to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. The God which I serve, the God which you serve, does he have the ability? Are you sure? They came to the conclusion that this God, we know him. The one we serve, we are not serving him because we've seen people going to church, trooping to certain church, we've also joined them. We've come to find out personally that this person, we relate to him. We know him, and because of that, we don't have to think twice. He's able to do what? Say deliver. deliver. You must first know that he they knew that God has the ability to do what? To deliver. Secondly, sometimes people have the ability to help you, but they are not willing to help you. Have you gone to a rich man, asked him for, you needed some need, you tell him all your need, he looks at you and says, oh, God? Gentlemen, go and work hard and, and pay. 
He's got millions, CDs, dollars in his bank account. Say, go and work hard. <laughs> it doesn't mean that he has the ability to help you, but he, he failed to help you. But they said, our God will do what? And he will do what? He will do what? He doesn't only have the ability, he is willing, he will deliver us. They said, look, what you are doing, we don't see the fire. We see our God who loves us, who has shown us love. And because of this love, he has the ability. He has the ability. Some people want to help you, but they don't have the ability. Sometimes you have a burden to help people, but the ability is not there. So somebody comes to cry before you, and you say, oh God, I wish I had this to help this person. But their wishes are not reality. Somebody said they are not horses that we should ride. Like everybody, these days, this modern days, will call it, they are not cars that people should drive. Like everybody will be driving a car. Because most all of us have wished some beautiful cars. Some of you have even wished aeroplanes. <laughs> with everything in it. <laughs> to make you comfortable. But your wishes, there are no horses. But God's ability match his willingness to do it. He is not only able to help you, he is willing to help you. His love will make him help you. And say, if that is the case, even if God decide, I won't. O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Most of us are bowing to the golden image. Shika, dollar, the image. You can easily compromise because of money. You can lie because of money. Sometimes it's strange. People come to church, they close, and they can still come and stand in front of a pastor and tell lies. Some are very experienced liars. They can tell the lie and the lie will look like the truth. Some are professional ones, some are amateur. The amateur comes, by the time he finishes lying, he's exposed himself. So loving God is knowing God. And as you love him, you will know him too. Then let's go to the next verse, John. He who does not love does not what? Know God. For what? 
I didn't say God has love. God is what? The nature of God, when you hold God and you press him, he is love. If you see love, you've seen God. I am not talking about lust. Lust is different from love. Love is God himself. And Jesus said, I love it, John 13 verse 34. He made a statement and said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love what? One another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. He showed that love first so that you can also love one another. Say, this is a new commandment. The old commandment, we are faltering. The old commandment is difficult to obey, isn't it? But all this commandment hanged on wanting love. It is love that has been regulated. But if you have love, the commandment becomes easy for you. If I really love you, I will never go and take your husband or your wife. If I really love you, I will never steal something that belongs to you. Tell me all the laws, the commandment. Tell me one by one. You shall not steal. Uh huh. Commit adultery. Uh huh. Honor your father and your mother. If you love your parent, you will honor them. What again? You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. If you love someone very well, I don't see how you say something that is not right about that person. The next one. You shall not covet your what? Your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant. Nor. You see, any time you love somebody, you want the best for the person. If the person is promoted, you're happy. But you can, people can also be strictly obey the scripture without love. <laughs> that kind of obedience is hopeless. Some young rich ruler came to Jesus and said, what shall I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? He said, go and obey the term. Said, oh, I've obeyed all of them. I'm rich. I don't, I haven't taken anybody's wife. So if I ask now, so you, I've never slept with anybody's wife before. I've never done this, I've never done this, I've never done that. So Jesus said, to test you whether you really obeyed it, show your love. Like how God showed his love when he gave his only begotten son to the world. Now go and sell all your property. Go and give it to the poor. And Jesus looking at him, let, let's go back to what he said. 
It, sometimes you can brag, but when love comes, it deflates your bragging. Now, as he was going on, on, out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? What shall I do to have the eternal life? So he said, Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. That is God. Okay, continue. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear forthness. Do not defraud. 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 Honor your father and your mother. <laughs> and he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Some, you see, he said, train the child the way he should go. And he will not depart. Some people are living right life, good life, not because of Christianity, but because of the training you have from your child. Some have become Christian, they are still struggling. Because now, why you be the body is addicted to some things. So my dad, when the spirit even want to fight, the body say, hey, I have been, I've been doing it for about 30 years, 40 years. So putting that thing aside is more difficult. So in the heart of that person, he or she want to live right. But there is a member, not his fault. Sometimes where he, he came from. Sometimes, I know some people behave some way, not because they want to behave like that. If you are born, you walk in the street, and you have to fend for yourself, fight and get what you want. Eh? You come to church, they are sharing T-shirt, you will fight to get it. In the church, too. Look at how the people are. Look. His life quote is survivor. So everywhere you put him, survivor. In his heart, he loves God. In his heart, he wants to serve God. In his heart, this is what he wants to do. But the outside, the mind, the body, the soul, and the body have been trained in a certain way. It takes a very long time for them to reverse that. If you have been a drunkard from a childhood, you become born again. The first year, you are so excited about your new birth, so you don't go around. But at times, as if the new birth feeling disappears, pressure comes. And the way you know how to take away pressure is to take a thought or take something small. Then you see, it gives you boldness. <laughs> so if you don't consciously feel your spirit, you will go back and become disappointed. Take the, say, take the thing again and say, 
your situation will be worse. Because there won't no meaning in carry forward. Arias. And the one who is properly groomed from a good house, natured from a good house. You come to church, the person knows, people even know how to walk. Some of us were not trained how to walk. And it annoys you that why is this guy walking like that? Is it your foot? Is it your legs? Is there F for you? Then when you sit down, you know how to cross your leg. The guy in his house, there's no chair. And he's never sat on one before. How do you expect him to cross legs? That person in his heart loves God. The other person who is well trained thinks that he wants to please men. I want everybody to know that I am good. So everybody thinks this one is a saint. This one is not a saint. But in the sight of God, the saint is the one which is a saint in the heart and not a saint in the body. When people are struggling, the church is like a hospital. People tell me, oh, pastor, they, look at this. Somebody have come to church, and this guy, he's still doing that. I say, it's a hospital. Sick people are coming. You don't go to the and say that, oh, pastor, why do you have sick people here? This one is vomiting. Yes, that's the place for vomiting. <laughs> so don't be too critical about the church members. When we all came, we're like that. But gradually, we have been changed, and we have been changed, and we have been changed. So love is patient, according to the Bible. We should be patient to people who are ready to change, not people who are stubborn. The man went to Jesus, and Jesus looking at him, loved him. What did Jesus do? He loved that young man. And said to him, one thing you lack, what makes the commandment real? You lack it. The life that is in the commandment, you lack it. The spirit that is in the commandment, you lack it. You have the container, you don't have the real thing. So I will test whether you have the real thing. So he tested him. Sell whatever you have and give to the poor. It would be very easy if he was to give the money to Jesus. Oh? Yes. Some of you, it would be easy for you to give if I ask you, give me all that you have. But if I tell you, go and give it to somebody. <laughs> when you go, you meet anybody in there, your neighbor that is poor, go and, get, and you look at the poor neighbor. Ah! He should be rich there, I will be poor. Kai. Emphar. So, this is what Jesus did. Go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. You will have what? So the man doesn't have any treasure in heaven. He has treasure on earth here. Most of us have treasures where? Treasure on earth here. But do you have treasure in heaven? And you will have treasure in heaven. 
and come, take up the cross and follow me. He didn't leave it like that. After you've given them, there is something you must carry. Take up the cross. Most Christians now want to avoid the cross, but they want to eat communion. Christian life is not only cooler. It's not only prosperity, which I believe is good. There is the cross aspect. Take up your cross and follow me. When a sister you don't like comes to you and the Holy Spirit says, help him. You don't like naturally to help him. It's a cross. I told you, one of my greatest teachers, as a pastor, to teach me how to pastor. I'm a prophet. It's a certain lady. She fight with everybody. When living together in the pastor's house, I've seen them fighting. The pastor really fighting with this woman and all the time. No, even if you don't want to fight, she will carry the fight <laughs> to your place. I tried that this lady, I will never fight with. The one day she came and tempted me. <laughs> I used to live in Kanda. I was lying down. He said, somebody said he gave you some picture. Where is it? I said, oh, I'm coming. Oh, by the time I realized he pulled my legs, pulled me from the descent and threw. And she's not tall too. Very smallest. Smallest people, they are very good. <laughs> she pulled me from this and I hit on the floor. And the pain asked me <laughs> to retaliate. But I felt there's a spirit within me. And I had show her love. She started, she threw me down, started insulting me. And the pastor was standing and saw it. She, she was, oh, I move here, I want to move away, she'll follow me. She follows you. The, the problem is following you. <laughs> and I smiled. And she started insulting me. Are you smiling? Am I crazy? And you're smiling at me. <laughs> then the pastor called me. He said, come. I went there. He said, yeah. Bono, not confess your sin. <laughs> In fact, it annoyed the pastor so much that he said, I should beat her the later. Go and confess that. I beat her. <laughs> I said, Pastor, that's not what we are taught. Have you forgotten you preached that? We should learn how to forgive. I said, oh, let them treat you like a rag. And I said, well, I'm ready. I'm every day. Hmm. Me and her, when she's there, say, oh, she has stomach. So when we are going to cook, he said, go and buy the things. I'll go to Malata. I know Malata market. Where they sell fish, where they sell fish. I'll go and buy all those things and bring it. Then we'll prepare the fufu. When we finish, she said, I won't give you. <laughs> I pounded the fufu. 
and I will say, eat. She will eat the rest. She will put water in it. And I showed her more love. When I got my job, my first salary, I came and gave it to her. She started crying. I helped her to have a job at the police hospital. So one day, I was there saying, I haven't seen a man like you. You are teaching me Christianity. And she's a very serious Christian now. But when you are going through, it helped me. Now, there's nothing any one of you will do <laughs> that will let me throw my hand. I have learned the ways. The Bible school won't teach you this. But life will teach you lessons. In fact, she's helped me build character ambition. And God, I thank you for her. So whatever happens to you, they said, if... People are throwing stones at you. Don't worry. Put the stones there and use it to build. The stone they'll be throwing, they are giving you materials. Take that material. Put up a beautiful building. One day the person comes and says, how did you build it? I say, you are the one who carried the stones here. And the stones you brought here, I made something great out of it. So thank you. Christianity is not easy, but it's sweet to be a Christian. But he was what? Sad. This, thing, this news is to be sweet to wear. And what happened? And went away what? Sorrowful, for he had great what? Possession. The man did not live happily. He lived very sad. And Jesus made a statement, but he was sad at this word. God speaking and people are sad. Sometimes the word of God is not palatable. When it comes, it cut inside you. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. It's a prophet. It means that rich men can go to heaven. That's why I will preach it one day. This is not what he's saying. He didn't say rich men. He said, how hard it is. It's very easy when you are poor to come to prayer meeting. It's very easy when you have problems to come to prayer meeting and pray. But when things are Okay for you. That's where you look at time. That's why I say, today prayer meeting, there's traffic. When you were suffering, you wanted to come, want some places to, to have 
comfort in yourself. You didn't mind about traffic. You didn't mind about anything. You didn't even have money, but you walked. Now you are rich. Now you have a house. Now you have a car. Now you have everything you have. You have a husband, some of you, the way you pray. Oh God, why? God, have mercy on me, have mercy. Then you want a husband. Then somebody comes to church and says, Oh, Charlie, uh, I think you look very, uh, I want to marry you. Say, Wow. They get married. Then, at the honeymoon, intercessor has. So, I want to build my marriage. <laughs> the singer, singers, this choir rehearsal, it keeps long. I have to go and cook for my husband. So you don't come again. Did God give you a husband to stop serving him? Did God give you money to stop serving him? Did God give you that job to stop serving him? Did he give you that position to stop serving him? Whatever God gives you, you should use that to serve him better. God bless you.